What up, though? This is Otis. So check it. I was honored to be a guest on the Pro Wrestling Talk for Pistons Fan podcast. That's my homeboy, Doc Joe Brown. His Twitter page is at Pro Pistons. And I was honored to talk about our cigar club, Detroit Cigar Club, and the What Up The Podcast. So if you get a chance, check my homeboy out. It's a good episode. It's about 30 minutes. You can fit it in your day. Support the brother. He does good work. Holla. Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 238 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Yeah, that wasn't a weird pause at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was waiting, like, waiting, so waiting. <laughs> hey, initially, yeah, before, what before, happened to the song? <laughs> before you even said that, I was, I was already thinking, like, I'm probably just going to delete that part out anyway. But now I got to keep it in because... <laughs> People are gonna wonder if I did it out. What the fuck do you mean a pause? Like, okay, <laughs> great, my bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, you know, that just, y'all can hear the pause. That just goes and you know go with our whole concept of the the no edit podcast for the most part. You know, and it is some like major shit that's like, uh, maybe we should take that out. You know, but for the most part, we keep that. You know, little, less edits as possible, uh, or whatever. So. Yeah, the only edits that, when I was doing the posting of the episodes, the only edits I've ever made were to eliminate background noise. So like mm-hmm. a noise removal edit. And right, that's right, it. Right. Like I don't take, I, ne- I never took out anything else. So I'm just like, like, who cares really? Like if somebody be like, man, I can't believe that motherfucker stuttered. Like, or, or, like, or like that he burped or some shit. Like, okay, who cares? I don't take that out so that you don't have to hear something that you hear right. all the time like eh, yeah. it's not important you yourself has been doing uh a world tour and uh <laughs> in, in podcasting uh how, how 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 many episodes are you in because i haven't started listening to yours just yet but i plan on this week so i've posted three um two two fight talk episodes and one uh regular tv talk kind of episode and then i have two i have two t- ready to post and a third that i'm probably going to record tomorrow so and then there'll be another ufc event this weekend which i'll record another fight talk for so by the time i go back to work on monday i should have four podcasts ready ready to go so okay um that will make the feed have a total of seven but i'm like i said i'm not i'm only i'm only gonna post them like one a week so and it's not really that timely of a thing. Like, there's a there's one of them that the, the fight talk stuff is kind of timely. But um, talking about TV shows and stuff, like, I'm balancing that to where um, I'm trying to, like, the next one that I post is going to uh, talk about uh, the most recent episode to Perry Mason because I talked about that on the first episode. But there had on, only five episodes had aired to that point. So two more have aired well two more will have aired by the time i record another one so i'm going to talk about that and then i'll probably post that fairly quick so that way um 
you know, there's a little bit less turnaround time on that just because that's actively airing. But everything else I've talked about isn't active, so um, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, no, when I talk about Netflix stuff, that's always technically active. Oh, Whew. shit. But, I'm sorry, go ahead. But yeah, that's where I, no, I was just saying, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I have a question for you, though. I saw that you tweeted something earlier about Kodak, and I saw a tweet just now that said, if you invested $10,000 in Kodak one minute ago, you'd have $437,122,500 right now. What the fuck? Why so, did Kodak stock go up like that? I have no fucking idea. So I've been kind of messing with the stocks, uh, stock market with uh, Robinhood. And someone, someone had posted about Kodak stock going up crazy. And... Um, I was like, cool, let me check it out to see what the hell happened and shit. Uh, bruh, their stock went up in a day, 600 and something percent. Wow. Why the uh, fuck is that? I don't know. I think people are starting to just use more Polaroid. I think it's something about something to do with Polaroid. Um, but I'm trying to go to my app so I can actually give you some, uh, some, some actual numbers. And it was funny because I even thought about jumping into it today, but I just figured it had peaked. And it actually started going back down. Um, oh, yeah. So it, it did peak off. So I, I think that post that post you saw was probably one from yesterday or something like that. So, uh, damn, it won't let me. It won't let me actually show it. But yesterday, basically, it was uh, in like the single digits uh, per stock. So I don't know, say if it was like, uh, um, oh, never mind. So yesterday was the 28th. <laughs> okay, so that was the, today's 29th. So that was Monday. I'm sorry. Monday, stock ended uh, at like $2.50 a share. Um, the next day, on the 28th, it jumped. So that went from $2, it jumped to $10 a share. And then today it peaked at $53 a share. Damn. Man, I wish I'd known about that. I, I don't know how can you really, I mean, if it happens so that fast, I don't know yeah. how you can really just, you just got to be lucky and, and had some stock and, Hopefully you had enough where you could actually could have made some money off of it. Like I bought this penny stock and I've been hoping to hoping to Jesus that it just jumps off or something like that. Like I bought a hundred shares of this shit at, at like 36 cent or something. And I've just <laughs> been like, man, just that'd be so awesome if that shit just took off or some shit like that. I have no, I really like, I don't understand the people who do, who do this for a living. Like, how are you gauging? What research are you doing? I may need to, that'd be dope. I may need to pull out a filler to find somebody to be on a podcast who's really into stocks like that because I would really love to know, like, what the hell do you look for, dude? Because I have no fucking idea. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm guessing, like, it, it kind of depends on, I mean, it depends on the stock, obviously, but, I mean, I think they're probably looking at other other economic factors that could weigh in. So, like, like a simple example would be, like, um, I don't know if something happens with 
if we have some sort of conflict with another country, maybe that maybe an item that maybe we get from that country will, you know, might go down or something or in anticipation of a whole bunch of people bailing on that stop because of issues we might have with that country. So like, like that's like a, my guess and like a, a real like overarching wide, super high level kind of guess. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what, that's what I would think is like, there's certain factors. So like the Kodak didn't shoot up like that for like just randomly something happened something and it's happened, just a, right. and it's just a matter of yeah it's just a matter of whatever happened were you in tune with that happening at the time so like say if kodak announced some kind of crazy fucking new thing that they planned on putting out which if that it can't be that because if that was the case i'd have probably heard about it but say if it was something like that like kodak's putting out a a smartphone with like the best a phone camera of all time. And it's going to be, you know, you could use it for professional photos, you know, something crazy like that. And if you were a person who was already like heavy into like tech and electronics and you knew that that was coming, then you might be somebody who'd be like, Hey, invest in Kodak stock because they're about to announce some crazy shit. But um, something had to have happened. I just don't know what. I I just searched the name. I just searched the name in news just to see, uh, what uh what showed up and for some odd reason of course the 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 site that um i did pick that's not showing up great um <laughs> either way we still broke so yeah <laughs> we yeah we're, we're broke as fuck <laughs> we're we're unfamous as fuck uh i know you've been off for the last two weeks and ready to go back or gotta go back i don't say if you're ready but you know you're going back uh how, how's the last two weeks been Oh man, um, I mean it's it's been good and bad. So it's been good in the sense of like I have gotten so much done, and when I, and I say gotten so much done, I mean like shit that I actually want to do. Like you know, like with recording these podcasts and watching these shows and getting a whole new podcast feed up and running and getting three episodes up on it. Like a lot of work in that realm. Um, I've caught up on a lot of shows and stuff that I was watching. Like. And I've, I've gotten a lot of time to kind of just chill and smoke and all that good shit. But the downside of it is that I feel no less, um, I feel low, no, no less negative about my job than I felt before I left. It's just a matter of like, okay, I got this break. So now I got to go back in here and, and buckle down and, and do what I got to do. But um, I don't feel better about my job. Like the, like the things that pissed me off on the last day before I left that kind of just all kind of like bubbled to the surface. It's all still there, but I'm just now kind of in a place where I've accepted the fact that um, I'm not going to be happy per se at my, in my current role. Now I might, my, uh, my job, I could, I could still be happy and I plan on looking for other roles at my job when I get back. But um, I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to be happy in my role but I've also accepted the fact that now I like I'm I my my patience is is it's gone it's broken like there's no there's there's no sensor there's no filter there's no fucks to give like I'm not gonna take any shit when I get back I'm gonna tell it like it is when I get back I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything which I already barely do with that like I don't really sugarcoat anything I'll just either keep it real or not say anything at all mm-hmm. but like. I, I don't know. I, I'm coming. I'm going back with like not really many fucks to give because I feel like there's too much. 
there's too much fuckery going on that I am no longer going to stand for and just accept. So like, and it, and, and if speaking up on it has consequences and it is what it is, I'm prepared for that. So I'm just kind of just like, man, you know, whatever, man, fuck it, dog. Cause I'm like, worst case, absolute worst case scenario is that I get fired. But one, that'd be incredibly difficult to do because my whole leave in the first place went through HR and any firings that they want to do also have to go through HR. So if I went through HR and I'm like, yo, look, I need to take a mental health break. And they're like, yeah, you know, this, you know, it sounds like you're going through a lot. Go ahead and take that break. And then they also told me like, and don't worry about, you know, feeling like your job is in jeopardy for doing this. Like take the break and relax and we'll talk when you get back. Now, if I get back and for some, (laughs) for some reason, they dig up some sort of way to try to justify firing me or something like that. Now it's got to go back to that same person who I've already talked to about the mental health shit. And she's going to be looking like, um, so how do you plan on pulling this off? Because I'm not going to approve this. So right. like, so it would be incredibly difficult to fire me unless I did something totally unrelated to, like if I did something incredibly shady, like stealing or something like that. If I'm still going in and doing my job to the best of my ability, it, it, it's virtually impossible to fire me at this point because now, now our HR is already aware that I have concerns about retaliation. So that's already not going to happen. But if it did happen, okay, so I'll collect unemployment and get what? What is unemployment pay? Set like 70% of your your pay? Something like uh, that? No, not unemployment. It's not that high? No, not at all, sir. Um, what I need is it you, I, first, I'm going to need you to stay employed. Um, two, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, it's not a percentage. Um, Michigan maxed out at like uh, uh, 350 a week or some shit. What? Uh, That's yes. It? Yes, and I, 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 dollars. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I forget what the actual Mich- Michigan max is, uh, but no, a there's week. no. Uh, yes, motherfucker, a week. Who is gonna do shit with fourteen hundred dollars a month, bruh? What the fuck are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> now, now, if you happen to be on now, this I, I don't think that would have worked your situation because if you got to get fired, but. People who were unemployment during COVID got an extra six hundred a week, so that brought them up to a nine. Yeah. Okay. Three fifty. <laughs> hey, I just felt like you just you just you was like soldier boy and got up out of your seat. Three fifty. <laughs> man, that is I don't know where I got seventy percent from. Oh man, now, I'm thinking of that's uh, disab- that's like dis- disability. disability or something. Yeah, shit that's like disability. That. Yeah, short term disability. I think pays like seventy percent. Motherfuckers would be fired all the time and not giving a fuck. Talking about 70% of their pay if they made decent money. And well, listen, I'm so glad we had this conversation because I didn't want you to have this expectation of, of <laughs> potentially 70% of pay. And, and then go def- ahead and get $700 every two weeks, man. <laughs> boy, I could I could see your wife, boy, putting them papers on you so bad, boy. Like I'm out. She's going to Canada, taking the kids, and your ass stuck here with your three hundred a week ass. <laughs> my seven hundred dollars <laughs> per pay period, <laughs> and that's all gonna be gone for child support. So you're gonna be you're gonna have forty dollars a week to stay in at mom's house. Man, yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah, you can't do that. So I'm gonna need you to actually stay employed. Uh, 
fully. Well, like I said, it'd be it'd be virtually impossible to fire me at this point. Yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, unless I, I like I said, unless I do some completely crazy, which I don't plan on doing. So it's but, three six. That's three sixty two per week before taxes, and that is the max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you be unemployed, like man. <laughs> like, what's the point, bro? When I got let do with this. When I got let go in two thousand twelve. And I was making pretty good fucking money then. Like, I think I was making close to like 70 something. And so to go from <laughs> 70 grand uh, uh, a salary to 362 a week, boy. Whoo, Jesus Christ. What I wanted to go out and sell crack, dog. Man, I was ready. I wouldn't to even go. blame you. I was ready to go stand in the corner, you know, find me a uh, Avon Barksdale. Grab me a uh uh a big ass brown bag of shit, man. Yeah. But man, yep. that's eighteen that's eighteen thousand eight hundred twenty-four a year. <laughs> so you would we went from seventy grand to under twenty grand. Under like twenty that, grand. Bruh. Like that ain't even that's not even I, that's not even a livable wage, dog. Like, I don't even, like, that's almost kind of like, what's the point? Like, you might as well just let niggas just be homeless, dog, because they go and get 362 a week and stay, still be homeless. And that's kind of why, you know, a lot of, so, you know, with COVID, clo- with COVID happening and, and business closing, a lot of people were uh, on unemployment and they were getting an extra 600 a week. But, not, and I'm saying not say a but, so that brought their income in most cases higher than what they were actually making at their jobs. So motherfuckers didn't really want to go back to work. If now I got to be, I have to go to work, be at high risk for COVID, and I got to make less than what I was making from staying home. Well, you can't blame anybody for wanting to stay home for that. And also, if if you make a num, if you make an amount that is more than three sixty two a week. But less than nine sixty two a week, you still ain't making shit. So how about instead of saying because I, I I knew about that piece, the extra six hundred, and I know right now the Republicans trying to get rid of that because of what you just said. Like they're saying it's like incentivizing people to not go back to work. But the, the problem isn't paying the extra six hundred. The problem is that these niggas ain't getting paid. Like yeah. like maybe if we pay people respectable fucking wages for having a job, then they wouldn't be incentivized to stay home over the extra six hundred dollars right because because it'd probably be like the same or less than what they make or whatever but like man if you pay people respectable wages people who are in these like kind of like entry level kind of like starter jobs the ones that get minimum wage or something close to it if those people were making a respectable amount maybe you wouldn't have to worry about that so how about instead of taking away the six hundred dollars that they need right now how about you make give them actual an actual respectable payment uh for what they do and then maybe that won't happen. They won't get stay home and get paid. Because if I know if I was getting was nine sixty two, so we will just round it up to a thousand dollars. If I'm getting a thousand dollars a week before taxes, I'm not going back to work neither. Like I can't blame them. No, I, especially I, if you I like a person all. that makes less than that, or probably significantly less than that. Because that's I mean that's got to be the people who are making like you know like not you know somewhere in the range of I'd say probably eleven to twelve dollars an hour, something like yeah. that. More yeah, than minimum I, wage, but not. What's, yeah, what's minimum? It's like what's, a respectable amount. What's minimum wage? I think it's still seven something. Well, no, it's up. It's higher than that. Where is it? 
I don't know anymore. Nine forty-five, but it's not nine forty-five. Okay, like, I know it went up, but it's still not anything respectable. Right. So you know, I so I would admit that I had I had a, a fuckboy moment in my life where I was one of the people like, why does people in fast food want to make fifteen dollars an hour? That's a crappy job. Like, how do you how how do you justify that? But then you know, I got school, and you know, I took my L um, um, serious because. The, the the biggest point that people made is that McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, whatever you want to say, are making billions and billions and billions mm-hmm. of fucking dollars. There's no reason why they couldn't pay people more than what they pay them. There's no nope, fucking no. reason. Nope. And when that perspective nope. was given to me, I'm like, dog, that makes absolutely sense. And the problem too is that people, people that that are against uh, fast food workers making more are are tripping because they're not making their potential and it's their fucking fault and they went to school for the shit. Mm-hmm. It's too and close it's- to them and they can't look down on anybody. So their first thing is to say, well, they're making too le- uh, making too much or they, that's potentially too much. No, you're probably making too less and probably should pop by yourself, Smokey. Like... <laughs> 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 so you know you 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 probably should make more and then they they were i remember one of the arguments where well ems techs don't make that much so maybe they should make fucking more because they do way more than they did what, what they should do based on the fucking rates they're made you know what i'm saying all these exactly. other people should make more not that these people should make less because these billion fucking dollar companies don't want to pay them no they should make more and these other people should make more like no exactly so yeah, I had a, I had a fuckboy moment, and you know, I was I was I was tightened up. You know, I had a I had to humble myself and say, you know what, I'm wrong as fuck. Did, did you humble yourself, or were you dragged on Twitter or something? <laughs> um, it was a heated conversation on Twitter, but I wasn't dragged because I don't think too many people. It wasn't one of those where I was like tweeting somebody famous and they dragged me. It was just local people <laughs> against local people or whatever. And I remember having uh, a conversation. I did because I, I was just trying to figure out if it was something where other people were telling you that, or if you just reflected on it yourself and, and came to that conclusion. No, like, I, 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 no people was actually no, no, no. People so came I, for you. No, it was actually just one. It was like it was it was like two people, and I can't remember exactly who, but it was a few years ago. And I was just like, "Damn, you're right." I, you know, I took it in stride. Like, yeah, this makes a lot of fucking sense. Like, they're making billions and billions of dollars, dog. And and quite honestly. I, I have no fucking desire to work in fast food and not because of what it is, but the people. Fuck people, dog. I don't want to work for these fucking dumbass fucks that's, that's in the drive-thru yelling and all those crazy shit. Like, I'm just not that people person. Like, I may be more of an extrovert than not, but I'm not trying to be dealing with regular folks every day mad about food and shit like that. Fuck that. There was a video on... uh. Um, some on Facebook. It was a of McDonald's. It was actually by my job, like nine in Van Dyke. And the actual the issue was the actual manager. The guy got shorted a dollar in his uh, whatever his order, and she won't give him his fucking dollar. And they're going back and forth like crazy. Now he was in the total right, but I'm just thinking like how 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 fucked up you got to be as a manager that you don't get this man a dollar and get to let him get the fuck on until the fucking police came. <laughs> But I'm just looking at anybody else like, no, nah, y'all crazy. But in that case, the in that situation, the matter, the the employer, I mean not employer, excuse me, the uh, customer was actually right. But that's just way too much to deal with. I would have gave a dude a dollar out my pocket just to just end the situation. <laughs> right. 
like it's just not that deep. Like we can figure this out at the end of the day. If I if, if the math ain't right and this motherfucker is tripping over a dollar, and not even say tripping over a dollar, it's his dollar. If you're the manager, you're tripping over a dollar. That's on you. Get his man his dollar and you know get back to fucking business or whatever. But yeah, I would never want to do fast food. It's too many crazy people, too many moving parts. Fuck that. Sit me at my desk. I will push buttons all fucking day. Yeah, man. And then like you mentioned about uh. Uh, EMS folks not getting paid uh, $15 an hour and you like they should get paid more and people's go-to is the fucking teachers dog like dog. oh dog. man the teachers don't make well man nigga <laughs> teachers need to be making way more than they make like that's I mean, not the problem like, the, yeah, like you yeah, said teachers, it's not the problem teachers, people need to be getting paid what they deserve te- well that's the short and, and I know uh, policing is like a hot topic right now but if police were trained in the way they should be to de-escalate and actually protect the serve like they should, I would absolutely have no fucking problems with them being paid way more than they pay. If they were protecting and serving as they're supposed to and actually trained like they should be trained. So police, uh, firemen, fucking teachers, EMS techs, all them people, man, should be making way more fucking money. Way more money. Except, as, as, as instead... You got Congress who makes tons of fucking money, and these motherfuckers on on fucking breaks all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And you know another thing too that uh, another thing too that that has always kind of bugged me is like when you watch. I don't know if you remember, like as a kid watching like old TV shows, like TV shows. Not they're not like old, like compared to now. They were old when we were kids, like TV shows, like in black and white. You know, mm-hmm. shit like that. And the families in there, the any like back in, I don't know, 50s, 60s, whatever, like you can have a man and just go to work and that's it. And the woman just keep the house and that's it. And my point isn't about women need to be home. My point is that they were able to Make have a family of one income. Family. Right. Yeah, of one income. And now, no matter what you make, I'm not going to say no matter what you make, but now you can make a substantial amount of money and it's still not enough to provide for your family on its own. You all, like you almost always need to have both parents working. And if that's the case, if we, if we live in a country right now where both parents or both adults or whatever need to be working in order to provide for their family or for their household, then that tells you even more that people are just not getting paid enough because if what we make is enough, those of us who make a decent amount and we still need somebody else that let you know that everything that we pay for nowadays is gone way up in price. But yeah, the, 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 cost, of living, not. the, the cost of living has skyrocketed and the, the rate of pay has it. It doesn't equal out to the right. same so, thing. <laughs> and, that, and, and that just really irritates me that we, we used to be a country where one individual, obviously more often than not the man, would, would go to work and provide for the family and then the woman stays home, keeps the house, raise the kids. And I'm cool with like scrapping that, the gender roles piece of it, but I don't, I, what I, what we need to get back to is being able to provide for our families or our households on just one income. Like that would be nice. Uh, that, that, think about how many problems that would solve, like childcare, like all kinds of shit, dog, like school, like that would solve so many problems if one parent, was at home and another parent worked and everybody else and, and you know and, and people who weren't parents whatever were able to do their own thing and then I, now you got companies like like you said like mcdonald's or whoever they make billions 
and then these people are getting paid, you know, ten, twelve dollars an hour, where this company makes billions. And another example is the fucking UFC. The fucking UFC makes billions and billions of dollars, but unless you are a star fighter, it's it's a bunch of the motherfuckers that got second jobs, like. How in the entire nation of fuck are you a professional athlete in the mo- the biggest money making fighting league that there is, and you got a second fucking job? I don't care if you if you fucking clean the mats in between fights. If you work for the UFC, you should not need a second job. And it's it's fighters with second jobs, dog. Like. Motherfucker, like, yeah, yeah my, I've heard insane. him, like, my, my students are going, my students are going, uh, are all going to watch me fight tonight. Yo, students, you a teacher too? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's insane to me, dog, that a professional fighter has a second job, no matter what you do. Nobody should have a second job, period. <laughs> you should be right. taking yourself on one job. Nobody should have a second job, period. End of story. But a UFC fighter? Oh, come on, dog. They jerking their people, dog. If you a UFC fighter and your ass need a second job, man. <laughs> I saw some kind of meme and I can't remember exactly what it was said, but basically it was talking about how you have families that can't keep their kids for whatever reasons and financially was probably a reason. Saw, so you I put them that. for adoption <laughs> and then you give them all the money to fucking take care of the kids. Why don't you just give them money to take care of their fucking kids? Like, what the that's, fuck? Uh, that's, uh, that's always baffled me. Like I saw, um, and I didn't even know that was a thing actually until I started working at my current job. And I saw that um, there are different various forms of income that we can consider for an individual and foster income is one of them. I'm like, foster income? Like, what, 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 what do you mean foster income? What the fuck is that? And that's how I found out that foster parents get a, like a monthly stipend to like help with the kids that they chose, with that, which is fair. Like, I mean, if you, fair. if you chose to take on somebody else's kid and you chose to take on this kid, that's fair. And I'm not going to say that they shouldn't get that money, but there's something fucked up about <laughs> about that that exact scenario that you can take somebody away from a family that, that can't afford to take care of their kid. Then somebody else pick them up and it's like, hey, here's some free money. Like, okay, what the fuck? Maybe we would have less, maybe we would have less foster kids if those parents were um, not even given the the money, the foster money, but just given a a chance to succeed on the, under their own devices. Like if they could just, you know, have a, a decent paying job. Like people like don't take into account the fact that like if you grow up in like the hood or something like that, or you you end up in a less than ideal circumstance, it's not just there's so many things that that can factor into whether or not you end up like selling drugs or some shit like that and if if it was if it were simpler to make a respectable living not even to get rich but just to make a a a living where you can live and be satisfied and happy if that were possible we wouldn't have no drug problem dog like people would people wouldn't like still people would resort to selling drugs so they they want the fast money but there's a whole lot of people out there selling drugs who sell it because they need to sell drugs because they can't get a job or they get a job that don't pay shit or they they live in the hood or they got a bunch of kids which you know, some you know a lot of times having a bunch of kids, is your responsibility, your fault, or responsibility, however you want to look at it. But like, man, if those people had actual the same the same opportunities that other people have, like oh, I don't know, white people, maybe they would have to. I don't know, drugs. white people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a uh, a part on the uh, on um, 
Pro Pistons podcast where we was we were talking about our podcast and was talking about white people, and I was like, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Mike has a uh, Mike uh, dad is white, and it, he says, well, his response was basically no fucking way in short. But <laughs> it was like, what did he say? He thought your mom was Kuta and your dad was Kente. Like, there was no way that you can have a white parent based on your your rants. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, he just know that white people suck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's a lot. Yeah, just think about just think about the hood. Like, it's so much fuck shit going on now. So many shootings, all kind of crazy shit. But just, I just wonder if how much of that stuff would be lessened if people actually had a job to pay, they had food, they had home, they had clothing, they had reliable transportation to get to work. Like, how much of that shit would probably lessen? I would think a lot. Now, fuck, like, niggas are going to nig, and people are going to do stupid shit. But I feel like if a lot of people would, would at least given the opportunity to do that, a lot of that shit would be lessened. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, man, it is crazy, dog. Like, I, I just, it, it, it eats me up to to see so much injustice like this. And like, man, it really, it's just not cool to me that the way uh, minorities or uh, low-income families, all that kind of shit, like how they are not given the same opportunities as others, but, and then also faulted for not doing better for themselves. Like they are forcefully, not, I can't say forcefully because not well i'll say forcefully just not in a literal sense but they are forcefully put in the position to where they can't succeed or where success looks like you either become an athlete or a rapper that's all that success looks like to you they get put in situations like that and then if they don't make it or they can't get a job or you know whatever they resort to selling drugs they end up in jail and now they get out of jail now they can't get a job all that kind of shit that's all laid at their feet like oh that's your fault like i made it why can't you and like the, the biggest indication to me that all these issues are like class and race issues is the same thing I brought up on, uh, on the podcast a few months ago was the mediocre ass white people on that Disney singing show. Like every time my kids watch that, I'm just in awe at how you can get rich and famous being mediocre to bad at what you do. If you, if you're white, cause I, I'm just like, like, there would never be a black person on a Disney TV show, movie, or something like that who is as bad as some of the white people that were on there. Like, I mean, like, you have no talent at all. Like, why are you here? And much less, why are you here on a Disney, a Disney program? Like, not even, like, why are you famous? But, like, why are you on a Disney program? Like, I feel like you got to be the shit to be on some Disney stuff, dog. Like, it's fucking Disney, man. And they just throwing these raggedy ass, talentless ass singers on here, dog. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. man. Like I said, it's just like uh, like Chris Rock said about uh that neighborhood he lived in with the dentist. Like that he didn't invent teeth, he's just a regular dentist. It's a regular fucking a, dentist. <laughs> and he lives in the same neighborhood as Chris Rock. What do you say, him, Jay Z and Oprah Winfrey or some right. shit? <laughs> <laughs> it was something like crazy. that, right? Yeah. Oh like, man. I that I, I seen a picture years ago and it was just talking about it was an illustration of just so it was like a bunch of people at us like a uh in a, a race at the start and they showed the finish line and they just show i'm just gonna say a white person for sake of argument the white person had a clear path to the finish line and the other people had like barbed wire bricks 
police, <laughs> all kind of shit, holes in the ground. Like, they don't understand the path to get somewhere is so much easier. That's what privilege is. The fucking yes, path that's what being it is. That, that much easier to get there. We might be in the same fucking race, but, dog, we got way more fucking obstacles, dude. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not, I don't want to say in their defense, but, like, a lot of people, like, it, it kind of makes sense that a lot of white people don't understand privilege because that's all they know. So they don't really understand because th- from their perspective, it's not privilege. It's just the way shit is. So they don't look at it like I'm real lucky. They just look at it as the way shit is. So then you got black folks coming up talking about like, man, you privileged motherfucker. Like you got all this. And so they're going to get, they're going to argue and fight back and be resentful. Cause they're like, oh, how am I privileged? I'm just living my life. I'm just doing regular shit. And it's regular shit to- to you, but you don't understand. It's because you don't understand that the rules are different for you than they are for everybody else. So yeah, it's it's just man, it's a it's a I, lot to I, I, I to, get you know like get I get over. I get part of it that they don't get that that's the regular shit. But it, a part of me is like, can't you? Don't you understand that the shit that's regular to you isn't regular to other people? You can see that. You can see other people that don't that the regular things that you just you know have that they don't that should be a clear fucking example unless you're in a fucking bubble like you live on on the fucking truman show and you see nothing else of what the fuck's going on in life but goddamn, like the regular shit that you think is regular don't you see that there's other motherfuckers that don't have those same uh uh choices and shit? but you know <laughs> yeah privileges shit i mean i was trying not to use it for the sake of the argument but yeah i'm fucking yeah nuts. i, I and I mean, like I mentioned this before, I'm, I'm, or I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I know I at least mentioned it on Twitter. I'm like, man, I'm looking around at like a lot of the white folks that I like see at work or that I see when I'm driving around with my kids. And I'm like, man, do all white people get cottages up north here? And do they all get boats? Like, is that like a birthright? Like once you're born, you get a boat and a cottage up north? Like <laughs> every time I'll be sitting, see a white folks, yeah, I'm just going up. Like, what you got for every week? I'm just going up to my, going up to my cabin up north. I'm just going to chill out up there. Like, what you mean your cat like you should <laughs> you should not be confused about privilege if you make the same amount of money as all of your peers at your job but you're the only motherfucker with two houses <laughs> like, like come on dog you got Man, two fucking houses dog. I, I i seen a uh it was a tweet a chick did was talking about how she was um getting a house and she needed, you know, a substantial amount down or whatever. And the, the, I guess the realtor was like, you know, you, you just can't go ask your family or something. And because he dealt with so many white families or white people who were able to just ask a random aunt or uncle or, or a parent for so much money down in the house, like that ain't that ain't happening for black folks like that. Black oh, folks yeah. ain't got it, dog. Right. I ain't <laughs> got it. Ask a family be like, hey, yo, can I hold 20 grand? To put down this house like twenty grand. Like, like if you, know you don't get the to get twenty dollars out like of like if you don't person? get the fuck on with your uppity ass thinking I got twenty to get to you. Right, can't even get twenty dollars out of black person. You used to make us to ask our family for house down payments. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and my man, and, and from the from the the the, the, uh, the tweeters, uh, I guess the guy was the the realtor seemed shocked. Like you just ain't got like uh, no, actually I don't. <laughs> No, well, I'd be shocked that I'm shocked that you think I that you think I should. <laughs> like, right. Who the fuck you? You see my credit score? Who the fuck you think I am? All right. You white folks be out here with vehicles for multiple types of travel. 
<laughs> talking about you ain't got money to get put a down payment on this house. Like, I don't have a water vehicle. I've got a road vehicle. That's it. You out here with a road vehicle and a water vehicle, and you asking me why I ain't got 20 grand to put down on a house? Like, I just got regular shit. Like, come on, man. I'm getting my, I'm getting a house. So obviously I'm like either living with somebody else or got an apartment or something right now. And I only got a regular fucking car. Man, I know you accustomed to motherfuckers with multiple modes of transportation for all different kinds of, uh, all different kinds of land and sea. But, um, I'm just out here with this poor tourist trying to get this cheap ass house. Right. I'm just trying to get, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my, get back to back and forth to work so I can keep this job so I can keep this fucking house that I'm trying to get approved for. Right. Now, since I don't have this 20 grand for my, my parents, now I got to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. Man, ridiculous, dog. Yeah, oh. and, and, and one last thing too, like about about my um my dad being white, like I I do speak in like generalities, right? So I'm like I'm not gonna sit here and be like these specific white people get on my nerves. Like I don't have to, like, like Chris Rock said. I, I don't know how I'm referencing him twice in one episode. I ain't got time to break white people down into little groups. I hate everybody. <laughs> so, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't like. I don't, I don't feel good about some of the stuff that I say, not because I have regrets about it, but because I don't like the fact that, like, I, I, I wasn't born this way, like, just mad at white people. Like, I, was, I became this way recently. Like, not even, like, this isn't even like I've been, like, railing against white people being shitty for my whole life or even my adult life or even the past 10, 15 years. Like, over the maybe over the course of the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years, maybe I've been like that. And like I said, white people made me like that. And the only reason that everybody isn't like me is that everybody's not as empathetic as I am. So I'm sitting here like I can't believe what they are allowed to get away with. This is fucked up. And then I'm like, I can't believe that there are so many of them who not are just complicit in some of this behavior but encourage it and are happy about it like these are shitty people why isn't everybody as mad as i am mm-hmm. so, so it has nothing to do with my dad or the fact of of the the uh, I, was, I was i was about to be a little exaggerating and say that the multitude of white people i respect multitude is an exaggeration we'll say handful the handful of, hey, of mean, white people that i know real. and respect yeah and and the thing is you want to know what's interesting about that is is every single white person that I know and respect has no problem with anything that I say because they know it's all fucking true and that their people have earned every single bit of that criticism. So like, and I'm the same fucking way. Like, you ain't gonna hear me arguing if people talk about um how you okay like what happened at that Coney Island last week. I'm not about to sit here and defend somebody defend black people doing shit like that. I'm not going to sit here and defend it. Like, there's all kinds of shitty stuff that black people do, and I will sit here and say, that's you know, yeah, black people do some shitty stuff. Everybody does some shitty stuff. But white people are the only ones out here doing the absolute most horrific things and getting away with it and celebrating it. So I'm like, they understand, like my, my white friends, they understand that I'm not, one, that I'm not talking about them because they, they are confident in the fact that they're good people and that they're not shitty people. So they got no reason to feel any way about that. And furthermore, they understand that they see what's going on. They got eyes and a brain. Like, they see what's happening out here. So they know that it's all, it's all fact. 
So like the people who, the people, the respectable white people that I know have no problem with anything that I say. So that lets you know right there that it's, it's, it's just all facts. The only people who will get bothered by anything that I say are people who are, who are self-conscious about their own behavior. Because there's no, there's no way that you can be somebody with ears and a, eyes, ears and a brain and look at all these videos of like, you know, the, the white folks flipping out in the grocery store or having to wear a mask, uh, calling black folks niggas because they, you know, I don't got too close to their car, trying to run motherfuckers over, um, you know, police killing the black folks. Then they all hop online and be like, yeah, well, he must have done something wrong or, or you know, running up running up to government buildings with guns over not being able to golf, like all that kind of dumb shit. Like anybody with eyes, ears, and a brain can see that this is fucked up. So like, ain't nobody, I'm not catching any shit for that. So uh, that lets you know right there. I'm just speaking all facts, man. Tears what it is. Mm. So, and other random news on the, on the switch up. Uh, Loon got out of prison recently. Who? <laughs> Loon, the rapper That's Loon. Was that a rapper? Yeah, from a uh, bad boy. Oh, I can't put a face to it. The name sounds familiar. Loon. Fuck. He was uh he was the main rapper in a I Need a Girl uh song. Uh, damn, I'm, I'm just mad. You don't know who fuck Loon is. It's like I do, but I don't. It's like I re- it's, when you said it, I was like, I even thought like, was he on Bad Boy? But like, I can't, I can't put a face to it, and I can't even think of a song. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I need a girl remix. I think he was on that song. That was uh, a Puff Daddy song, right? That was a Puff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was in jail for uh, for dealing, and they he ended up getting out a couple of days ago. He had another year left for before. Uh, parole hearing or something so i think he did 10 years um and he got it in what they call a instant compassionate release based on COVID. so huh. yeah so, so speaking of getting speaking uh, of getting released <laughs> out of jail yeah good one good good transit because i was just going there but continue but actually before i get into the actual topic um about getting out of jail there was one little brief anecdote i wanted to share and it was something i heard on a podcast um, there was a, a guy who got sentenced to um, life in prison because he had, it's, it's the exact same scenario as, as what we're going to talk about. He had um, a certain amount of, of cocaine or some, dr- some drug, I don't even know if they specify, but he had some amount of, of drugs on him that was more than um, what you could have and only be charged with like possession. So like he had an amount that where he got charged with like intent to sell or or something like that, a felony charge, and it brought with it a mandatory life sentence. And uh, after I think 17 years, they said he went in at 25. Yeah, so he got he's getting released after 17 years. So he's 42 now, and he's not even out yet. But the reason he's getting released is because apparently there is a group of people headed by this this one lawyer who decided that, uh, what state was it? Oregon, I think it was. They said like, whatever state it was, and I believe it was Oregon, had like the most, um, the most jailed people in the country. And they were trying to bring that down. And they realized that there was a whole lot of people in jail for nonviolent drug offenses that got hit with these life sentences for this certain amount. 
but they didn't do anything else or they didn't have, or maybe even they did, but they still had like nonviolent, you know, nonviolent charges and stuff like that. And apparently this lawyer and this group decided that they were going to try to pull as many cases as they could that they felt were feasible. And they were going to try to get these people out of jail. And they successfully got this guy out and, and they're working on other people. And it's just like a nice thing that they were just like, let's try to get these people out. And the lawyer himself um, actually served time at, uh, for, for drugs. And he only got, he, he got charged with like the exact same thing to do who got life got charged with, but he only got five, five years for the same shit. And the woman on the podcast was like, why do you think you only got five years? He's like, well, because I'm a white guy and I was a lawyer. <laughs> like, like, that's why. So he got, he got charged with, with uh, felony uh, drugs or whatever. Got sentenced to five years, got out after two. Lost his law license, all that shit. Ended up interning with a different law place, a different law firm. Yeah, I was like, I can't remember the word. I was about to say law clerk, law firm. And he worked his way back up and was able to get his law license back and everything. And then now he's working to get people out that, that, that were, I can't say dealt with the same thing that he did because he only got five years and only served two. But like, you know, get the people out who are, who are put in for sentences, give a sentences way longer than what they should have got. So I, I, I thought that was cool. And when you mentioned it, I thought that would be a good thing to share before we talk about uh, this next thing. But yeah, man, I, I thought I thought that was kind of dope. But they said they ended up getting released like, um, I think they said twelve hundred prisoners. Wow. And, and here's the thing: all that did was move Oregon down from first to like third. They said something like, if they want to get Oregon back to uh, where they're in line with all the other states as far as how many people they got incarcerated, they have to release like eleven or twelve thousand people. <laughs> And they only released like twelve hundred. <laughs> I mean, I just I just don't understand for nonviolent offenders keeping people in jail for twenty, thirty years, unless they done stole millions of fucking dollars or some shit. Like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You could keep all the fucking murderers, all the fucking thieves, but uh, for 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 nonviolent shit, I just don't I just don't see it. And it's all residuals from the from the war on drugs and everybody, buddy, uh, Joe Biden, his crime bill, like, and it's still residuals from that. And it's laws that have changed that should allow those people to get released, but they don't know about it and no one's doing anything about it. Aside from, well, I'm not gonna say aside from this lawyer and his group. I'm sure there are other people, but like, not enough. Uh, our people are are doing that to get these people out uh, who who are serving time that they shouldn't have served. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Um, so we talking about white boy Rick? Yes, sir. Cool. So um, I'll give as much of a background as I can on, on white boy Rick. I don't. I I, I know white boy Rick is incredibly um, well known here in Detroit, but I don't know. I, I feel like he he has national and even international notoriety, but I don't know if our listeners um, are that familiar, but. Basically, uh, white boy Rick is a dude who, um, he's a white boy named Rick, but he's, <laughs> we he's can start from, there. Yeah. He's from, uh, here in Detroit. He grew up on the East side and, um, at the age of like 14 or so, he was recruited by the FBI to become like a undercover, uh, I don't want to say agent, but, uh, to an undercover person informant. Yes. 
to um, basically infiltrate some of the um, gangs here in Detroit, the ones that were dealing heavyweight, and to basically infiltrate those groups and, and inform on them. And he did that. And he did it well. He moved up pretty high within the rankings of this one organization. He knew all the big players. And he was able to, you know, put the FBI up on um, raids. That, I mean, put the FBI up on raids. Put the FBI up on, um, you know, situations where maybe like a, a house might be getting a whole bunch of drugs coming in. And then the FBI could go raid that house, get all them drugs, arrest those people, get them off the street, blah, 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 blah. So he, uh, he does that for a while. And then eventually he they cut ties with him. Like, it gets kind of hot because he gets into uh, situations where he kind of goes up against our corrupt government, our Detroit's mayor, um, uh, our chief of police, our, um, what was Gil Hill, uh, was he a district attorney at the time? Like, uh, he kind of run, runs afoul of our corrupt government and they stop fucking with him. And then he ends up in the exact scenario that I just said, where he had an amount of drugs, he, he started dealing drugs on his own but like real like low-key like not dealing with like big time gangs and shit like that and he got caught with an amount that was uh whatever was more than what you could have for possession and he got sentenced to life and essentially the 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 big issue with his whole story is that the fbi used him up as a as a kid mind you putting him in the most dangerous of situations use his has used him as a child to meet their own needs and then just threw them away. And and once he and then once he, they threw him away, they had no qualms about throwing him in jail for life. And they went and and um, a lot of our corrupt government went out of their way to make sure he stayed in jail so that he couldn't get out and talk about what he knew about a lot of our corrupt officials. And um, even after he was even shot at one point. And rather than the FBI going, yo, maybe we should let him chill out, dog. Like, he just got shot. Like, maybe we're doing the absolute most. Like, this dude's a teenager and we just got him shot. They're like, oh, no, this give him more street cred now. So let's get him back in there. And yeah, it, it's, it was fucked up. But all that to say, um, he was uh, officially released on the 20th. Um, he actually got out of a Florida prison because um, he was released here, but while he was in jail, he got hit with some uh, random ass charge having to do with like he was trying to get his mom a car or something like that, try to put her in touch with some people. And I guess it, they were in an auto theft ring. So they hit him with that charge. And instead of allowing that charge to be concurrent with his life sentence, they put it on top of his life sentence. It was only five years, but which they put it on top of his fuck. life sentence. Which is rare as fuck. They rare. normally would just make it concurrent. Yeah, time served or whatever. And so once he got released on his Michigan shit, he went to go serve the five years in Florida for the car shit. So now he just got out of Florida for the car shit. So now he's actually, actually out and is supposed to be coming back here. And, and that is mind boggling to me that I could be a Kroger and just see white boy Rick in there like, yo. <laughs> so a couple of things just to add to what you're saying, because you, you actually, I mean, that was a really good description. Uh, he was sent into Michigan 650 Lifer Law, which they passed in 78 which basically penalized anybody that had over 650 grams of cocaine or heroin to life, heroin, excuse me, to life without parole. So uh, Rick, White Boy Rick, which Richard Worsh Jr., was the, the longest-serving criminal for a nonviolent crime in Michigan up until his release. There's no one else that's been, that had a non, nonviolent offense that served as much time as he did. 
Um, another thing, uh, one of the things, and I think it was in the, not think, it was in the documentary was talking about how he, uh, they switched up his lawyers and they totally omitted the part that he was an informant for the FBI during this whole trial. So they knew none of that shit. And it was so fucked up because I feel like that probably would have been a good reason for him to not do as much time as he did. Like he was not as big as like YBI or the Curry Curry brothers or any of them fuckers. And it's just crazy that it happened to a white guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's like shit that happened to black people. They just get railroaded and shit, but (laughs) it's just crazy. and, And look at how right now, all we talk about is how shitty the police are. And now, (laughs) and now look at like, you know, everybody always talks about, oh, it's a few bad apples, it's a few bad apples, and refuse to accept that the organization of the police as a whole is corrupt as fuck. Not just here, not just in Detroit, not just in Michigan. In, in this country, police, the whole system is corrupt as fuck. And it's been that way. It was corrupt as fuck, it's corrupt as fuck now, and it was corrupt as fuck when in 1980-whatever, when they did what they did to white boy Rick. So that shows you, like, this isn't like a one-off, like, oh, there's some bad apples out here. No, this is shit that has been happening for decades and decades and decades. And just like we say about the shootings, the only reason it's a thing now is because people are got people got cameras in their cell phones, cameras around their houses or places of business in the street, whatever. People got social media. So now if videos leak, now it goes viral. Everybody sees it. And now everybody knows. When all that shit didn't exist, I bet everything is exactly the same as it is now, if not exponentially worse, because they can get away with it. And I just, like I said, I just go to show you that, like, this is not a one-off. Like, what police are doing now is not, like, unique to a certain amount of people. It, police are corrupt and have been corrupt forever. Basically. And in the documentary, it kind of alludes to, like, I mean, uh, to Gil Hill doing shady shit, which I've always heard rumors of. And uh, Man, that nigga wasn't shit, bro. And then you know, <laughs> Co- Co- like they never had enough to get Coleman to the point of uh, of indicting and all that stuff. But they've always known that Coleman Young was in bed with you know some fuck shit. But they never was able to prove shit. Never Man, able to they, prove it. The wildest shit that in this documentary. So we watched. We didn't mention this. We watched the documentary about White Boy Rick the day he got released. Uh, so not the movie the, that had Matthew McConaughey in it. But Which like, is actually a decent, because I actually watched the movie, too. But, oh, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, question, I, I, question about the movie. Um, do they have, like, Gil Hill and Coleman Young in it? Like, does it deal with any of that stuff? I believe it It, it, it roughly references them. I saw it when it came out a few years ago. Oh, okay. I was always curious about that. I'm going to watch it at some point. Yeah, I thought but, it was um, pretty good, but yeah. What was I saying? Um... Oh, you're talking about Coleman Young. And I was saying, like, yeah, the, the, one of the wildest things to me about that documentary was that it talked about how, um, which, which was, what, it was one of the Curry brothers was dating his uh, niece or some shit, or was married to his niece. Uh, to Coleman's niece, yeah. Yeah. Like, for one, that was wild, that one of the Curry brothers was dating, uh, no, married to, I'm sorry, married to the niece of the mayor. Like, that's wild that the, one of the biggest gangsters in the city was married to the mayor's niece. And then even more wild is that white boy Rick ended up fucking her. <laughs> like, what? 
and I and I and I, I always wonder. The nerve of that white man. I said right, the nerve of that white. Like I wonder if that was uh, a a reason why you know they came down hard on his just affiliation with Coleman's niece. Oh, definitely, dog. That's definitely got to play a part. That's just so wild to me, dog. Like even back then, there's still a level of white privilege that lets you think that you can fuck the wife of one of the biggest drug dealers and gangsters in this city, and and that's fine. And and, uh, nope. and then he ended up getting shot, and Johnny Curry's like, I had nothing to do with it. They had Johnny Curry in the documentary. How much time did he say he served? Like 12 years? He didn't get much time at all in comparison. Yeah, he got like 12. Well, I don't know. He, he didn't get, I don't think he got 12 years. But he served like something like 12, 12 years, 15 years, something like that. Oh, way more than white boy Rick ever did. Because... So all, that, all he did was, like you said, the 650. And whatever his was, because six something was in my head. So I knew whatever it was, it was six something. So it wasn't even like it was way more than 650. It was like 665 or something like that. Like some, you know, not incredibly wild amount. And he ended up getting, <laughs> end up doing life. and get, Well, not doing life, but end up doing, actually end up doing 30 years and helped the FBI out when Johnny Curry did 12. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, man, he definitely got, he definitely had him shot. Like, would you, you're like, I had nothing to do with that. He fucked your wife. You ain't had nothing to do with that? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will say, though, if you ever get time, uh, uh, crime, the Crime Town podcast, season two, talks about mm-hmm. mayors in Detroit. So they talk about Comey Young during that time. And it references a lot of the Curry Brothers stuff. And then it goes into stuff with uh, Kwame. But it was a fucking intriguing ass podcast. I was like it was, waiting. It was one episode. Every- no, it's, 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 no, this is a season. This is a season of maybe right like now. a season of like 10 episodes or whatever. Uh, it's called Crime Town? Yep, Crime Town. It's, uh, it's from Gimlet Media, but it's on, it's on all, all streaming platforms. I know it's on Spotify for sure. No, it's 12. Okay, I yeah, 12. I just found it. Is it 12 episodes? No, it's 15 episodes. Wait. Uh, no. Season two is... No, it's... 19 episodes. Actually, 20. Well, 20 but is I don't the, know if those uh, are all season two. I think one of them, the 20 is like the trailer or something. But yeah, it's at least 19 episodes. But dog, it was it was good. Like I say, if, you know, the the the, the small information that, I shouldn't say small, but the information you got as far as the, the Curry Brothers and drugs and all that shit uh, from the documentary, they cover a lot of that shit in that podcast. And it was pretty damn good, so. Oh man, I'm definitely about to listen to that. Yeah, that was pretty dope. I was like I said, I was yeah, waiting every fucking right. week for that shit. Um, hmm. So this season one was about uh, a, a shady mayor in uh, um, Rhode Island, which is oh, actually okay. good too. But it it's not nearly as as good. Well, I shouldn't say that. It was actually good, but just the hometown feel, the thing or whatever. It just you know it made the season two a lot more interesting. Um, so I'm gonna start listening to that tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a real good one. So I would definitely say check that out. Um, so yeah, so White Boy Rick got out. I seen that somebody showed a picture of him with a free big meat shirt on, leaving jail. <laughs> so <laughs> so fucking Detroit, dog. Somebody I could get with somebody. They they tweeted something like that's the most Detroit Detroit thing. That something 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 to that effect. But yeah, that was real Detroit, dog. Free big meat. <laughs> Man, that boy, wild man, wild boy, Rick. It was crazy no, that pe- there were people that still thought that 
uh, white boy Rick should stay in jail. It was a small percentage, but, but I just don't understand. Like he didn't have that. In, he didn't have the influence that folks had. Um, like why would uh, you know, people want him to stay in jail? It's not like he got connections like that. Still, I mean, he's been in jail twenty some years. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and, and another crazy thing too that was interesting to me was how it seems like everybody who was anybody in our government was involved in keeping him in jail. Because like there was a part where um, he was up for parole and everybody was like, oh, he should get out. Like they interview all kinds of people, like cops, um, uh, just all lawyers, all these people were like, yeah, you should get out, yeah, you should get out. And then he got a, they, they sent a letter from our, um, I think it was like our district attorney office or something. It was like, yeah, he should get out. And the very next day, they sent another letter. It was like, ignore that other letter. This nigga's nope. a big problem. <laughs> like, he needs to stay in jail for life. All this kind of shit. And that shit was signed by Mike Duggan, our current mayor. It was like, signed by what? Mike Duggan. Also, it was signed by the second signature was one of the two lawyers that they switched and that he switched mm-hmm. and got. So, like, yep. it was it was just a total he was told to get to by him. Johnny Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, get no, no, he's told by Johnny Curry's wife. Like, yeah. yeah, get these lawyers. They'll have you out in no time. And then them lawyers fucked them. Like, man, there's no way Johnny Curry didn't have that man shot. And then um, and, and then also, Kim Worthy kept him in, too. Like, she did everything she could to keep him in for no fucking reason. And then all of a sudden, once Gil Hill died, she was like, oh, okay, I'm okay with it now. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> man, they so fucking corrupt. Shady as shit. <laughs> I wonder if uh if they if if the Curry uh Curry brothers and, and White Boy Rick ever cross path now. Oh man, I wondered that too after I um after I saw that he was gonna come back here, and he, well he has to come back here. After I saw that he was gonna come back here, I was like, what's to stop them from running into each other, or finding each other or something? Because uh, I know it. I mean, if I was if I was White Boy Rick, I'd probably just be like, all right, I'm about to go. I don't. I, I I wouldn't come back to Detroit. I'd come back to Michigan, but I wouldn't come back to Detroit. I'd go to like somewhere fairly secluded or something no one really know about, or can't nobody really see me and I chill. But I could also see, on the other hand, if that like I I don't I don't see him being like this. But if he did, I'd understand. <laughs> if he was if he got out, I was like I'm about to go kill Johnny Curry. <laughs> I would not. I would not. I would not be confused by him having that uh, having that desire. <laughs> nah, I mean, I get it. I mean, at the same time, motherfucker probably just want to just enjoy being free. But I could get it. If he had any animosity towards that man, if he wanted to uh, give him a sweet two-piece, no biscuit when he seen him, I could totally get mm-hmm. it. I totally fucking understand. Totally understand. But, hey, I, I just hope I see him in public to take a picture with him. Yeah, me too. That's my that, that's my that's my random short term goal of twenty twenty. I can run into White Boy Rick somewhere. Yeah, they, they help you. I hope you get out. I hope you make a Twitter page. And Man. Like, can you imagine that you went into? Can you imagine going into prison in nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety or whenever you went to jail? They said it was thirty years, so he got out this year. So eighty seven. Well, I think he started. Maybe he's uh, well, at least that's what I thought. I read he started in '87, but yeah, but 30 years, so hybrid. That I was. thought I thought late '80s, but then I was like, well, that's not 30 years though. That's more than 30. But whatever, late '80s, early '90s, whatever. Can you imagine being in jail 
for the last 30 years and getting out now and seeing shit like uh, touchscreen phones and <laughs> fucking uh, curved 4K TVs and computers. <laughs> like, man, he gonna get out and be like, yo, this world is crazy right now. <laughs> Well, it's, it's kind of like that's like when Brooks got out of uh, in Star Sacred Redemption, walking around like the world just got themselves in just a big old hurry. Shit, <laughs> like fuck this, I'm out. Right, which is crazy because I just watched I just watched that recently. So I saw that I you, saw, uh, you posted something like you vote like favorite movie of all time, and there's like a blurry screenshot in the background. I'm like, he watches Saw Shank. Yep. <laughs> so that was so instead of renting uh, White Boy Rick documentary i end up just doing a free trial of stars and then i'm like i might keep this shit it's like only eight bucks a month and it got the dopest fucking old movies on there too so i might keep it for a while uh i watched animal house the other day that shit was nuts uh i don't watch that a million times Man. but it was crazy really yeah huh. it was crazy which part did i watch it or that it was on that you watched it a million times yeah i've watched i've watched that yeah more times than i i, I can recall it just it's just wow. funny to me but it is not like something that I would I would never guess you you'd watch that that many times. I don't know. I I, I just was always interested. It was just always kind of uh, entertaining to me. But it was I was watching that and it was uh it was just a, some wild ass scenes. I was like, man, this would never fucking fly in 2020. Like this movie mm-hmm. would have never came out. Like he's talking to the one chick there at this diner and shit. One of the guys and he's asking her out or something. He's like. Well, can I just rub your thighs while you're eating? And I'm like, whoa, that would <laughs> never fly, dude. Can I just rub your thighs while you're eating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna keep uh, stars. That was uh, I- I've been scrolling through it. Had some good movies. I, th- I watched uh, what else? I watched something else recently on there. Uh, what was it? Uh, one of Denzel flicks with it. Um, I'm gonna say the imp- in- in- I'm gonna say the incapacitor, in- but that's not it. Uh, oh, you watched the? <laughs> I'm about to tell you what you watched. You watched the uh, Equalizer too. Equalizer, yeah. I mean, she, she did because <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, and it's funny. Sometimes I watch them like, fuck, this ain't the one I wanted to watch. I really wanted to watch one, but one wasn't on there. So I fell asleep on Equalizer too. It like, it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as one, and it kind of it wasn't it wasn't the movie's fault. <laughs> that was uh I don't know if you remember this, but when I went to uh when I went to Europe, remember I told you I was on a plane for a long time and then we got off the plane and we got to London, we went to our hotel and it was like eleven in the morning and they were like, Yeah, you can't check in till three or some shit like that. So then I was like, Yeah, we didn't know what to do, so we went to the movie. I just fell asleep. <laughs> That's why I fell asleep on Equalizer too. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had just been up for too long and then I'm sitting in this comfortable ass chair and the lights off. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't I was think awake it was maybe like the first 20, 30 minutes, maybe. I didn't think it was fall asleep bad, but it just wasn't definitely it definitely wasn't good as as the first one. Um, yeah, that's why I just wanted to clarify. I'm like, in case somebody else was like, "Oh, I was really gonna watch that movie." I didn't fall asleep because it was a bad movie. I don't know if it was a good or bad movie. I fell asleep because I'd been on a plane for however many hours, and now I'm sitting in, in the dark in a comfortable ass chair. So, well, at least your plane <laughs> was wasn't doing happen. at least your plane wasn't doing fucking circles in the air and shit. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Just the thought of that bullshit again. Woo! Yeah, that's that's a good time. You haven't listened to last week's episode? Do it. Yeah, so last week's <laughs> episode right we had uh, BTG Beta the Great on, and you know, our, we um, I don't know how they did coming up on the flights and shit. Why that topic came up? But talking about my random flights back back to the U.S. 
and uh fuck shit so yeah definitely check that out it was a good it was it, the episode was so good and random that we did not talk about damn near anything we wanted to talk about last week or anything we planned yeah, to talk about i should say yeah the white boy rick thing was planned for last week and yeah everything went off the rails yeah, but um but, you know, so all i want to i want right? to talk about i want to talk about one more thing before we wrap up um i don't want to uh, you know to be out here for, I say out here because you're not out here. I'm out here. But uh, I don't want us to be recorded forever. But um, there is one thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. Um, I saw – so I, I've had in our notes for a couple of weeks, but it's not a, a time-based uh, topic. But I want to talk about it. So on July 6th, Rudy Giuliani tweeted the following tweet that I'm about to read. He said, if you bow a knee to satisfy the America haters, soon they will want a leg. Kaepernick – who defiled our flag and national anthem, now wants to destroy the 4th of July. The plan is to create hatred for everything American. As long as Donald Trump is our leader, no way. Now, practically every word in that tweet is fucked up. But the part that I wanted to focus on is the part where he says the plan is to create hatred for everything American. And it made me reflect on a podcast that I had listened to like the day before. And it was about patriotism while black. And they were interviewing uh, black folks and asking them about patriotism. And I just thought that would be a good thing for us to talk about because obviously when we talk about Kaepernick and, 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 and kneeling, there's the whole group of people who still wanna actively pretend, Rudy Giuliani obviously included, who wanna pretend like this is some sort of knock against the flag or some sort of knock against the anthem. And they paint it as a anti-America stance. And one of the things that is not focused on when we talk about that is the fact that, well, is the question of why should Black people even have a pro-America stance in the first place? And like, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how, how you feel regarding your patriotism in general, like your pride or lack thereof in being American, your uh, desire or lack thereof to live here, or how, how do you feel like, uh, are you a proud American or, or you know, like, like what, what are your thoughts on patriotism as a, as a black man in America? Well, I'm definitely not a proud American. Um, I, I purposely, so last year got opportunity to travel a lot and not that I have a lot of American uh, garb or shirts or hats or some shit with flags and all that shit, but I was purposely like, I'm not, I'm not wearing anything that represents a, America in the, in the sense of like a flag or some shit like that, because with Trump is a fucking embarrassment. And I just didn't want to represent that at all. Like, I mean, I mean, and I think it would just have, no, I did have a Detroit Tigers hat, but that's, that's the D I'm not, that's not representing America. That's just uh, here. Uh, um, but I had no, no desire to, to, to rep the United States of America. There's no patriot patriotism flowing through my, through my blood. Um, I had many, I did have many conversations when I was, uh, overseas when I was in Ireland, when I was in, uh, mostly in Ireland, uh, just about the president and stuff like that. And, uh, luckily I actually met a lot of people who thought he was batshit crazy, uh, as far as Trump. So no, I have no, 
no form of patriotism um, in me at all. I, if I felt that I could move out of the country somewhere and sustain, and my wife would, I would probably exercise that or start thinking about it. But I, I don't think that's a possibility right now for us. I don't think it, it will probably be a possibility. Um, my hopes is that things will get better here. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not proud of this country at all. There's nothing to be proud about. And I think if you're, uh, an American with some fucking sense that you would know that there's nothing proud about being, being American right now. Yeah, man. And I think too, like you and I have a, I don't want to call it a unique perspective, but, um, you have, you can only really have two, not two perspectives, but there, there's, there's, as a as as an American, you can fall into one of these two categories: someone who only knows here, or maybe even only knows your personal state or city, but who only knows America, and someone who doesn't, someone who's been other places. And when you've been other places, that I think that helps in or harms, depending on your outlook, um, your patriotism here. Because if you go somewhere else and you see how dope it is at other places, it 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 makes America's flaws stand out even more. And um, I was talking to my therapist about this. Yeah, I'm talking about oh, I'm talking to a therapist. Oh, it's taboo because I'm black or whatever. Fuck it. Um, I was talking no, to my therapist about no, this. No, for the record, we 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 are the podcast that fully supports therapy, and I think anybody who think who thinks they need, need to use it need to go for it. So continue. Yeah, I. I, I brief sidebar i make it a point to talk about that often because i'm working on normalizing uh mental health so like i don't i i never really skip an opportunity to bring it up because i think if people hear me say oh i'm seeing a therapist like coming from me i'd like to think that that matters because i think from other people's perspective i probably don't come off as someone who needs to see a therapist unless you're one of the many people who look at me as a a raging angry monster <laughs> you might be like okay maybe he doesn't need to see one but by and large i think i think if people think i think people respect me enough those who know me respect me enough to, to look at if i'm willing if i'm if i'm willing to see a therapist and also willing to talk about the fact that i haven't seen one i think i'd like to think that that lends some credence toward um therapy and, and taking care of your mental health but anyway uh, i was talking to my therapist about this and i was like you know we we like to talk about America being the best country in the world, but I'm like, like, not only is that not the case, it hasn't been the case for a while. And we could throw away the treatment of black people and that's still the case. Like the way we treat people here is, is loathsome. Like the way we treat minorities, the way we treat, okay, because a lot of people get fond of minorities. The way we treat blacks, Hispanics, uh, Arabic folks, gay folks, transsexuals, homeless people, veterans. Like we treat, ba- okay, <laughs> I'm gonna start over. The way we treat anybody that's not white is a problem. <laughs> uh, but no, there could be white people who fall into those categories too. But, um, but the way we treat people here is horrific. And, but you could throw all that out and there's still many, many, many reasons that we are not the top country in the world. Like even like, like, this is what I told my therapist. I'm like, we look at like healthcare or education, stuff like that. Like we're not even in the discussion for best, 
country in the world. We ain't even in the fucking playoffs. Like, we're still in the fucking preseason when it comes to fucking uh, stuff like healthcare and, and, and education and, and those sorts of things. So, like, there's not even a there, there's not even a way you can rationalize as being the best country in the world unless you are one of those people who has that privilege and doesn't see all of these things that are going on or sees it and chooses to pretend like it's it's an isolated thing like oh that's just a this is just a one off like no that's what this that's how this country is and and when you said you were like uh you know i, I I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be patriotic. I don't fuck with Trump, blah, 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 blah. Like, look, part of the reason that this is such a fucked up country and why you have people like that who, who either don't see or don't care about what's happening to everybody who's not them. Like, that's how we ended up with Trump. Like, Trump didn't like <clears throat> manifest on his own and just become president. Like, nah. 60 million people voted for that man. Like, so this country deserves every little bit of what we've gotten out of Trump. Like, we picked him. Like, this is the, we weren't assigned Trump. We chose him. So, like, mm. that alone, like, if you could say, if you could say Trump, if you, Trump's a piece of shit, he's a shitty president, and that's part of the reason why this country is fucked up, then you should easily be able to make the transition into this country not being the best country in the world because we chose somebody that shitty. And we, and there is a strong possibility we will choose him again. Oh, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a strong possibility. There's not a shoe in, there's no shoe in that Biden will, will uh, just wrap up the presidency in November. That is not a shoe in at all, about no stretch of the imagination. Not, not at all. And I, I I find myself conflicted sometimes because like Trump will say something completely crazy. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like, don't you want to get reelected? But then I'm like, Shit, that's how he got elected in the first fucking place. So he's keeping his bases. Like, he's making sure that the people, the 60 million people who voted for him in 2016, he's making sure them same motherfuckers come out again in November. And they and they probably fucking will. I don't think he's going to get 60 just because I'm sure he has lost some people over the course of the last four years. But this ain't about to be no landslide like it should be. <laughs> like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's probably going to be another nervous-ass night for us on November 3rd. It's just it's gonna be like that skit that uh was it Chris Rock did on Saturday Night Live where they sit in the room and shit. <laughs> the and third just... Chris Rock reference in this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they sit there just oh yeah, and then it's just it just happens and we just sit there like what the fuck just happened? And what a night that was, man. Like it just I, I, I remember everything about that night, man. So quiet. Like me and my wife just sitting on the couch quiet, like watching something horrible unfold like man this is actually happening i think we actually went to, i think no she i think she went to bed before actually no we both went to bed before it was officially called for him but it was it was like a it was definitely it was well out of the range of, of hillary clinton having a chance so I, it was one of those things where like i, I woke remember. up in the morning I, 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 do. I don't even I remember. Like, I think I tried to blink, uh, like, blink that night out. So I don't remember how I fell asleep. I just remember, like, this is not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my wife went to bed early. Like, yeah, this is, I, can't, I can't watch this anymore. And I stayed up for a little bit because I was kind of like, maybe I thought that, that maybe something might happen or maybe I was waiting to see – you know, maybe if, if Hillary won California by a massive margin, you know, if there was still a chance, 
like I stayed up just a little bit later, but I know whenever I went to bed, it had not, the election had not been officially called for him yet. So it was one of those, and then as soon, like the moment my eyes opened the next day, I was, I immediately was like, I bet Donald Trump is the fucking president right now. <laughs> and man, going to work that day, just, oh God. Like if he wins again, I'm taking the next day off work. <laughs> I ain't going to that motherfucker, dog. I'm just yeah, taking the rest of that I, week. I think I might just take the that day, that day and the day after just cause. I think for my mental health, I just may need it. Um, in case some shit goes south, like yeah, and I don't. I'm not. I'm in an office where I th- uh, most people are uh, more liberal than not, uh, and we don't talk much politics at work. Thank fucking God. But uh, yeah, I might. I may need to if things go south. And I guess there's a whole other podcast and a whole other whole longer episode. But I just I, there are so many people who are like proud, like proud Biden supporters. And I'm like, he ain't supposed to be the one there, dog. Man. Nope. He is not. Like, I just, I, you know, as much as I want Trump out, it's not going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be a relief that Trump is not there, but it's not going to be a, a, a celebratory moment where I feel like Biden's going to lead us to greatness. Mm-mm. No, it's going to be like, it's going to be, I'm going to have the same energy that I have right now. At least it was. At least it's not Trump. It's like getting a flat. It's like getting a flat tire. And instead of getting your actual wheel, you get a donut. <laughs> like the car's still going to roll, but it's not right, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that, that is my analogy of the, this upcoming presidency. Getting a fucking donut instead of a real tire. Cargo moves, yeah. but... <laughs> But it's better than not having a tire at all. But it's better than not having a tire at all. <laughs> I could get to my A and B, but man, I can't even get on the fucking freeway. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not supposed to get on the freeway with a donut. <laughs> I've seen it though, because niggas gonna need. Bruh, I, first off, I don't think a lot of people understand. Uh, you know, we can end after this, but this is just a uh, uh, off a tangent, really. But. People are not, one, you're not supposed to go over 45 miles an hour on a donut. And you're not mm-hmm. supposed to have a donut on a front tire. Like That you, I didn't know. Yes, because the turning radius is off. Because you could, that, that wheel is so narrow. If it's one of the actual, like, smaller donuts, and unless mm-hmm. it's a real, like, wheel, your actual tire size, spare tire. Because you, mm-hmm. you're turning, you can't turn, you're not supposed to turn at fast speeds with that. Because it's such yeah, a narrow tire. So even if you even if you caught a flat on your front tire, you're technically supposed to change that tire and put that tire in the back and move to one of the back tires to the front. Now I get it; that's a lot of work, hmm. and people are not going to do it. But the, the safest place to put a, a a donut is on the back tire. Interesting. That I didn't know. And it's because of the turning. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm now. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm now old enough to wear. If I got a flat tire, I have a regular spare, <laughs> so I can right. I can just do that, and I don't have to worry about a fucking donut. But like, yeah. or I have like AAA and shit like that. Hey, AAA gonna be out there that bitch because I ain't doing it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not about to lift this fucking truck up and. I might do Does does the jack that come with that even lift? I mean, I would assume the jack that comes with it would lift the truck, but 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. And I hope to never find out. Right. <laughs> no, that's I don't def- even know. I'm a, I actually, when I said about, I'm glad I have a regular spare tire. I was thinking of my Explorer. I don't even know the Explorer that I don't have anymore. I don't know where a spare tire is on this truck. It's under the bed in the back, in the middle. It should be in the middle under the bed. And it's usually like a, it's a string with a, no, it's under the bed. It has a, uh, it's like a string on with like this uh, metal piece that screws in and on a bracket and it holds the Mm -hmm. the wheel up. Huh. I have to look for that. (laughs) That might be good just to see if it's there. I mean, you ain't got to change the tire and shit, but you know, you can always do AAA because that's what I'm going to do. Uh, or my, yeah, actually, not even AAA. Uh, my my insurance covers it. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, I think we could close. You got anything else? Nah, I'm good. We can hey, wrap it up. Uh, pub all the um the resources. Well, we can find your the uh, one mic podcast. So uh, the podcast is called One Mic O N E M I K E. It's on iTunes currently. I'm still waiting on Spotify approval, but it'll be on there eventually. Um, the Twitter page is one mic pod and the email is one mic podcast, three, one, three at gmail.com. Sweet. So, um, you can still find our podcast as always at what of the podcast. You can email us what of the podcast at Gmail for any questions and we'll see y'all next week. Yep. And I can also assure you guys, I am not leaving this podcast. If anyone thought that. <laughs> I, if anyone, I to be if anyone had any thoughts like no that's not happening so. this podcast is, is one of my children six, six plus years in the making not in the making but six plus years um, active um, this podcast is probably the first thing that I created like because I did we do this first or the cigar group first I can never remember this year we did this in May and the uh, cigar cigar group in June. Okay, so yeah, so the, the this podcast and the cigar group are are are, are my creative babies. So um, yeah, I'm, this ain't going nowhere. If anyone thought that the other podcast was like gonna replace this one for me, it's not. Well, I can wipe my brow now, so I know that's all good. Nah, I, I knew <laughs> that wasn't happening. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so Mike got. The one mic podcast, and that's just, and, and the basis of, of that podcast is just shit you watch, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, shit I watch. Um, I got TV shows and movies and documentaries and all that shit. That's that's one part of the podcast. And then I have Fight Talk, which is another part of the podcast. It's not a separate podcast. It's just a, a, a feature of one mic where I just talk about whatever happened in combat sports over the past week, which right now is only UFC, but um, boxing's going to pick back up. It's already started back up, uh, but not in a in a major way. But um, yeah, when boxing uh, actually like really gets rolling again, I'll probably cover that as well. So are you doing? Are you keeping it as a solo pod, or are you actually going? Are you going to have guests? Um. It's it's going to be a solo pod, but there may be guests. Like it's not ever going to have a co-host. It's always going to be just me by and large. Like it's not going to have a, a, an official co-host, right. but yeah, I mean, there'll be guests on uh, uh, periodically. The episode that I'm posting on Friday has uh, Delvin on it. So um, for those who haven't subscribed to that podcast yet, 
hopefully you will, but uh, that's going to have uh, the episode I'm posting on Friday has Delvin on it. Delvin Cox, who's been on the show uh, a couple of times. You guys heard, heard us talk to and about Delvin. Um, and Delvin and I discussed our top 10 moments in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Started at 10, and he gave his 10, then I gave my number 10, and then 9, 9, and, and so forth. And it was an interesting discussion because our lists were almost entirely different. I think there oh, was only three. Yeah, I think there were only two or three shared scenes um, or moments within the 20 scenes that we covered. So, um, yeah, we had uh, a lot of different picks. So, um, interesting podcast. So, if you're a fan of uh, if you're a fan of the MCU, as most people are, since they rake in a shit ton of money, uh, might be one you want to listen to and send some feedback on. Uh, that's what's up. And actually, uh, while you're on the subject of Delvin, shout out to Delvin. I got my uh, Delvin Cox show uh, COVID mask of the day. Did you get yours? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, so, yeah. Cool. I forgot to I forgot to shout him out for that. But yeah, yeah. Shout so, out to Delvin for that. Yeah. I was like, and I had no clue he was doing this shit. Maybe he mentioned it at some point and did, and I didn't see it. And I was like, why the fuck is Delvin sending me letters and shit? And then, <laughs> and then I opened. I'm like, oh. So yeah, pretty dope, man. Uh, much appreciated, Delvin. Delvin's one of one of our big supporters, so much appreciated <laughs> him and all the shit he do. You can check out his podcast as well, the Delvin Cox Experience. So, um, other than that, if you don't got anything else, uh, we see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.